Welcome to CS Joseph Responds. I'm your host, Chase, here to answer your questions on any topic dealing in analytical psychology or four sides dynamics. Uh, Railgun, my wife, uh, got me this amazing uh, pizza from um, Blaze Pizza. And I gotta be honest, Blaze Pizza is excellent. Mm. So, as an ENTP, I really enjoy torturing my audience by eating in front of them. You know what I'm saying? Mmm. So, today's question uh, comes from Cora, and it is, how does INFJ lead to maturity in thinking and making decisions? This is, uh, this is an excellent question. I'm very happy to have gotten the opportunity to find this one. So, um, looks like Walt Richardson gave a stab at this question. Uh, he studied at campus uh, 2020. He answered last Monday. Okay. Uh, so he says, if I understood your question the way it's supposed to be understood, my answer is the following. INFJ have a great ability of connecting the dots of a particular situation and human behavior. Somewhat. Mostly on the human behavior side, though. Sure, the more logical type can create a detailed system of how to make things work. What are you talking about? Are you saying INFJs aren't logical? They're actually some of the most logical of all the types. Do you even know what you're talking about, Mr. Walt? While an INFJ can create a detailed system of how to make people work, Okay, detailed system? No, INFJs are not systematic. They're actually interest-based. They're more focused on getting a win-win because they're aware of what people get out of situations. They're not systematic at all. Systematic people focus on doing the best way of doing something. Well, an INFJ can create a detailed system, wrong, on how to make people work comfortable, content, free, not oppressed. Weird, okay. Those abilities can only be given their due importance when an INFJ is living the best example. Mm. You can't expect people to follow your in-detail instructions on how to be a more efficient individual if you are not one to begin with. Once the INFJ is living proof of his preaching, teachings, and insights, only then people will be happy to listen and carry on the selfless project that ensures uh, everybody is content with their quality of life, thus enhancing their performance, relationships, and overall mental and physical health. I hope this was the point, otherwise never mind it. Actually, well, you you actually hit it right on the nail. That's excellent. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely be upvoting that one. But um, that's the thing about INFJs. Like INFJs often find themselves uh, hypocrites and they, they often criticize other people for things that they themselves are guilty of. It's part of being a Templar type. A Templar type means you have introverted intuition, extroverted feeling, introverted thinking and extroverted sensing in your top four slots of your, of your ego, basically, in terms of your function stack, cognitive function-wise. So based on that, this creates a sense of, well, immature in immature people, it creates a sense of lack of responsibility. So they end up only taking responsibility if they're telling other people to be responsible because they recognize the internal hypocrisy of that. But oftentimes they can get ahead of themselves where they end up creating this covert contract with life. And it's like, hey, as long as I don't criticize anybody for them doing bad, I have license to do anything bad. This is more of an STP problem though uh, and not as much of an NFJ problem because the NFJs are at least affiliative. And uh, being affiliative, um, they're focused on doing the right thing. Um, Whereas someone who's pragmatic is just doing what works, That's, and which are STPs. So STPs don't necessarily have that issue. But let's get back on point here. How does an INFJ become mature? Well, first of all, they need to start taking responsibility, take responsibility for meeting their own needs and not expecting other people to meet their own needs. But they also need to stop being afraid 
of performing badly. INFJs have some serious performance anxiety. It's just it's it's the same kind of performance anxiety that INTJs have because like INTJs are often accused of thinking about sex more than actually having sex, right? Whereas the performance anxiety is a little bit different with an INFJ. And that performance anxiety can actually lead to pride because they're trying to put up the fact that they're afraid of performing badly. They cover it up with pride, which ends up giving them TI child God complex, which INFJs become like insanely arrogant know-it-alls who believe that they actually literally know everything about everything. And it's really annoying. And it's only when they humble themselves and they actually realize that they don't actually know that much then they and they actually allow themselves to fail because their their performance anxiety it causes them to be so afraid of failure that they don't actually get anything done and they can't even start anywhere in their life so they end up becoming stagnant and wake up at 40 years old alone with no family and literally nothing and and in the middle of midlife crisis because they're too scared to do anything about it because they're so afraid of failure that they end up doing nothing the thing is is that INFJs need to realize is that they benefit the most from practice more than any of the other types. Practice makes perfect. Not all types benefit from practice, but INFJs and INTJs specifically, but INFJs, we're talking about INFJs, because they expert at sensing inferior, can aspire becomes expert at sensing aspirational, where they get rid of their performance anxiety, such that they end up outperforming everybody else around them. However, they need to realize that they should stop trading performance for loyalty, because for some reason, INJs think that if they perform well for others, that means those people will be loyal to them. <clears throat> Wrong. That's not always the case, right? So they need to stop assuming that. And that's usually why they're afraid of failure, because they believe if they fail, other people will stop being loyal to them. That's another issue, because they need loyalty, because the INFJ greatest fear in life is fear of abandonment, just as much as they have fear of performing terribly, but it's because they're afraid of being abandoned, you know? because they take loyalty so very seriously. You know, an INFJ, a mature INFJ recognizes that people will come and go regardless of anything they do, regardless of their performance, and they will allow themselves to be okay with failing, and then they will actually seek failure. Because the more often they seek failure instead of success, the more they learn how to fail at something, the more they learn how to succeed at something, because they identify the things they shouldn't be doing versus things that they would want to do, right? Which would be to succeed. So logically speaking, they come to realize this. And they're not trying to cover it up with pride. I, mean, I think a really horrible example of an INFJ with TI child God complex would be the recent uh, Bachelorette show where in, when they were doing the introductions to the med, the, the INFJ with TI child God complex was the guy that got on top of the vehicle when he first and like roared like a lion when he first introduced himself to the main girl of the, of the Bachelorette uh, show. That guy's an INFJ with TI child, God complex. How embarrassing. But he don't care. He thinks he knows everything. You know what I'm saying? It's all about performance. And it's funny how experted sensing inferior types, especially INFJ women, they like to, uh, when they have their ability to perform uh, inhibited by other people, or at least when they perceive it's being inhibited by other people, they actually go out of their way to eliminate competition um, with other women. And this could lead to uh, spreading rumors or it could lead to uh, just trying to get make things bad, make that person look bad to get rid of that person so then they don't have to be afraid of somebody else perform better than they, which is really ridiculous. But SE inferiors do this all the time. And that's an example of an immaturity. So uh, also um, INFJs have this problem because they have TE trickster outside of their performance anxiety, you know, which is solved by just be respectful of failure and uh, recognize you're not always going to perform the best, but practice makes perfect. As long as you as an INFJ practice, you will never have to worry with your uh, performance anxiety ever again. 
Beyond that, you have TE Trickster, and TE Trickster is basically means INFJs can rationalize everything. And an immature INFJ is somebody who takes things at face value and they don't verify things. So an INFJ ends up being at risk of believing just about anything. This is the reason why INFJs are hippies more than anyone, and they believe weird hippie things like uh, hippie culture, New Ageism, and uh, these. Uh, spiritual uh, experiences like kundalini experiences or ayahuasca or all these things and they think it like means something uh, and because they're willing to put their beliefs in just about anything without actually verifying but if they spend time verifying their beliefs they become more mature so it's really important they do that and through that verification they end up becoming a little bit wiser Another problem that immature INFJs have is that they do not value themselves properly. They're so critical towards their self-worth that they literally walk around feeling worthless. And it's like really annoying that they do this. They become so super self-deprecating and way too overgiving to other people because they don't value themselves. And they're constantly people-pleasing and searching for acceptance and hoping other people will feel good about them so that they can feel good about themselves, right? Because again, they think that performance means loyalty, that if they perform well, that no one's going to abandon them, which is not literally how life works. It's, it's a lie that they believe for some reason, you know. So just understand, folks, like this is a serious issue and they just have to let go of that. They have to realize that, uh, you know, an INFJ has to come to the conclusion and realize that if they are helping other people, what, biz what business do they have to complain because an INFJ, if one person complains out of the many people that they're helping, then they feel really, really bad about themselves, which technically is a form of pride, if you think about it, because how dare they think that they're so good and so amazing at doing something that they would be perfect every time because INFJs are the resident perfectionist of all the types. They take perfection very seriously. It's like super annoying. So anyway... We're out of time for this particular episode, but if you want to learn more, I'm going to leave a, a link in the description below that goes even way more in depth on INFJs. And if you really want to know how to become the absolute best INFJ, go to csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon, become a gold tier member, and then watch the season, uh, season 19 episode that we have there on that menu uh, for INFJs. It's how to cognitively develop an INFJ so you can become the best INFJ and reach the path to enlightenment, etc. And uh, check out our INFJ playlist on our other uh, YouTube channel. You just go to the featured channels for this channel, and you'll see it, and you'll you'll be able to go to the INFJ playlist. You can check out that playlist. I'll probably leave the link in the, uh, in the description below as well. But if you found this episode helpful and educational, please uh, subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave a like. If you have any questions or comments about INFJs, please leave it in the comment section below. I read every comment, so that will be great. Um, so with that uh, being said, folks, I'll see you guys tonight.